Welcome to the Wealth Radar podcast, where we scan the landscape and navigate the noise of investing in personal wealth. I'm Paul Fowler, a certified financial planner from Fowler's Group. And today I'm joined again by my father, Bob, in this episode, and we'll discuss another tip from our book, 40 Lessons Learnt in 40 Years. Now, this chapter is called Be Fully Present. Now, unfortunately for us, Jason, who is normally on the podcast, obviously with me, isn't fully present because he's over Berlin somewhere, learning, educating, coming back with great stuff for the podcast in a few weeks' time. Um, but we do have Dad here that's that's uh, obviously being fully present today. Um, again, like last time, we'll give away a couple of books at the end, so stay tuned for the question. The first couple of people um, to send in the correct answer will, will receive a book, but Welcome again, Dad, to the podcast. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, no, it's good to be here. Yeah, and, you know, so it's with all things happening in our business and personal lives, it's not hard for us to let our minds wander and our listening tends to slacken off when there's so many things going on. So when talking with anyone, not just clients, it's critical that we give our full attention to their thoughts and Concerns, so that's why I think this being fully present is bloody important for mm-hmm. everyone. It's not just about a business tip; it's about a personal life tip as well. Making you know, if you're involved in conversation with someone, you need to listen and be aware of what they're talking about, not just let your mind wander off somewhere. I don't. I don't know if it's harder today than it was in your day. I don't. I don't want to roll that out. But, I mean, just a, an example is my situation. I'm assuming for most people, probably quite similar these days, um, certainly with the invention of mobile phones and what they can do now. Yeah. Um, you know, it seems that we've got to react to every beep, buzz, notification, even if we're in a full conversation yeah. with someone. It, it just seems to be a natural reaction. And even just picking up your phone and looking at who it is takes you away from that from that conversation. And I'd reckon that'd be a distraction for most people to be honest yeah absolutely and it's just you don't have to be rude and sort of pull it out and Mm. look at it just because it buzzes yeah or shakes in your pocket you think oh what's going on and so your mind just gets taken away from where you were okay so this is tip number nine oh surprise surprise written by bob fowler again this uh, this (laughs) chapter so i will read uh, through it i apologize i'm probably not the best narrator but anyway we'll have a go Uh, Tip number nine, be fully present. Have you ever been involved in a conversation where you are listening to another person and you suddenly realise that you don't know what they just said to you? Your mind has wandered and you can only hope they don't ask you a question about the subject they were talking about. Have you ever been in a conversation with someone that realised that the other person simply wasn't there with you? How did it make you feel? Contrast to that feeling you get when the other person is giving you their full attention, asking questions, They are fully involved and engaged. Wasn't this a much better experience? We live in a world filled with distractions and demands for our attention. There was a time when we would sit at our desk and simply focus focus, on the task at hand. Now we manage the task at hand along with emails, telephone calls, SMSs, social media, meetings and many more. In other words, we have learned to work in a distracted way, multitasking our way through the day. But this doesn't work when it comes to one-on-one meetings. 
Our brain is a computer processing millions of actions at any given time, and unless we control it, our mind can wander. It has to be programmed to do one particular function when you're with others. Give full attention, and for most of us, this is a skill that we need, sorry, this is a skill that we need to relearn. A great book by Mitch Albon is Tuesdays with Morrie. I'll repeat the name of the book, Tuesdays with Morrie, for those listening for a question at the end. The following passage illustrates the point. I believe in being fully present, Morrie said. That means you should be with a person you're with. When I'm talking to you now, Mitch, I try to keep focused only on what's going on between us. I'm not thinking about something we said last week. I'm not thinking about what's coming up this Friday. I'm talking to you. I'm thinking about you. I love the saying, we have two ears and one mouth so that we can listen twice as much as we speak. By Epic Epic Tetis. We all need to be aware of what is taking place right now and learn to avoid distractions. Be involved. Show your appreciation. Get excited. Read Tuesdays with Morrie. Most importantly of all, when sitting next to someone and talking to them, give them your 100% undivided, fully present and engaged attention. If you can't do this, postpone the meeting to a time when you can. Life is much better when you learn to be fully present. Too many of us live in the past or in the future with little time actually spent right here, right now. So there you go. That's it. Being fully present. Yeah. Comments there. (laughs) Well, uh, just tricked a couple of memories of mine when you said about clients, you know, they should be fully present at all when you're talking with them. Many years back, I had a client and his wife in to talk about investments and I had slides up in the boardroom and I turned the lights down so it was quite, it was dim in there to get better view or clearer view of the slides. And I was about three minutes into the presentation and I heard... <laughs> <laughs> and I looked over, here's Peter, he's fast asleep. <laughs> I said, oh, he's, oh, he's found this very interesting. <laughs> and his wife said, oh, he suffers from sleep apnea. And, you know, I thought, okay, well, I know the next time they come in, there's no slides or there's bright lights in, so, so he'll stay awake. And then on a, another occasion, a doctor client of mine, he came in, it was an afternoon that he came to the office and... Um, we're talking about some superannuation and these insurances and whatever. And I was having a chat and he was involved and I noticed him, he was nodding his head as if he was agreeing. And then I sort of looked down at some stuff and looked up again and he's, he was nodding his head because he was nodding off. And, and, and poor old Dr Jim here was asleep as well. So I shook him and said, mate, I'm sorry, this isn't supposed to be sending you off to sleep. And he said, oh, Bob, I'm sorry. I was up at about three this morning delivering a baby and I've been flat out all day. I'm just absolutely begging. I said, it's all right, mate. We'll, in future, we'll have our meetings first thing in the morning. So he, uh, yeah, they, they sort of weren't fully present. Maybe but, you need to think about the way you run your run your meetings. Maybe yeah. <laughs> so it could have been a bit to do with that as well. Yeah, yeah well, things have changed now. <laughs> and that um, the book of uh, Tuesdays with Murray, that was something that came out at a uh, strategic coach meeting I was at in in Vancouver when they were talking about business books and good books to read, and this was one of them. So the meeting was on the. Um, I think we had them on a Wednesday 
and I flew home on the Thursday, so I slipped up to this bookstore just up the road and bought Tuesdays with Morrie and uh, read it on the flight home. And it was just yeah, a magnificent mm. book. It was an easy read and it's just so much good information in it. So that was uh, that was excellent. So that's a recommendation for the listeners to, to go grab it and have a have a read. It is a good book. Oh yeah, it. no, it's yeah. a great book. It's a great yeah. book. I remember I got an example. You know, in the, certainly in the earlier days of being in this business, um, when what you used to say to clients is, "Is poor my son? He knows bugger all. I'll put it nicely, <laughs> but easier just here to learn." Anyway, sent away to went away to a few conferences um, in the early days. Um, and maybe some people have had this same situation. You're there, you're meeting new people all the time and, and getting in conversation and there's a lot of discussion about, you know, what investment platforms they're using and all this stuff. And I, I basically had no idea what they were talking about. So the whole conversation when I was talking to all these people, I was just sitting there in my mind going, okay, what, what question, what's a really good question I can, ask, <laughs> I can ask them? So when they stop talking, I don't look like a deal and I can fire one back. Um, and then there was occasion when that, that person actually did ask me a, a question while I was thinking of a question to ask them, and I had no idea what they So I crapped my way around it, but it, I'm sure he walked away going, this bloke, he's a fool, and he was probably right at that point in time. So it's, it certainly happened in practice for me. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, I remember another another thing about being present. We were invited down to Bowen to a mate of ours, I think it was his 70th birthday. He was in the same business. And he had a lot of clients who were tomato farmers and banana farmers around the Bowen area. And I knew there'd be a reasonable crowd there. Not not, not multitudes of people, but, you know, there'd, there'd uh, be a reasonable number of people there. And I wanted to, you know, if I was meeting with these people, I wanted them to be impressed with the good mates that Flinny had and, you know, how clever they were. So I said, I'm going to remember their names because I'd have a terrible... You go to a party and you meet 10 people and you walk away and say, who the hell was yeah. that? You know, see them later. And I thought, I'm going to remember these people, their names. So when they got introduced to me, they say, oh, Bob, this is Billy Smith. I said, oh, hello, Bill. How are you, mate? That's good to meet you, Bill. And then I'd say, Bill Smith, Bill Smith, Bill Smith, Bill Smith. Get it? And this is his wife, Alma. Alma, Alma, oh, good. I'm very pleased to meet you, Alma. Do you enjoy being... Down, you know what you're doing? Alma Smith. Alma Smith, Alma Smith, so I repeated this over and over and I met everyone there and so it was, and I remembered their names, it was good, you know, later even though we'd had a few drops to drink and, you know, great times and conversations, Mm. I remembered their names, didn't miss any and then Flinney told me about two weeks later, he said, oh, I ran into Bill Smith the other day and he said, that's amazing, you know the Bob Fowler... I'm amazed that he, I couldn't remember his name. You know, <laughs> ten minutes after I'm thinking, who is that bloke? Mm. He remembered me, remembered Alma. You know, everyone he was talking to remembered their names. Wasn't that great? Well, I thought, how good is this? <laughs> and it's just a matter of being yeah. fully present. But, that, but that's true with the names because I, I mean, I'm I'm bad like that too. You meet someone and you forget who they are. Yeah. Um, but I've got a good mate that he has this technique that he uses, quite similar to what you did, um, where he says, yeah, if someone re- says their name to you, you actually repeat it back to them yeah, straight yeah. away. Say, g'day, I'm Bill Smith. Oh, hello, Bill Smith, are you? And then, yeah, say it a couple of times and it sort of seems to stick. Yeah, yeah, there's all these little tricks you can learn. But you forget but it all. They're bloody good, yeah, and you've got to remember to do them. That's yeah, right. That, yeah. That's the key. Yeah. Um, what else we got there? Well, I mean, the other important thing, I think, Paul, is when you've got client meetings 
coming up. We're, mm. we're going to sit down with the clients. And you've got to prepare yourself. Just so you've got to re- prepare yourself if you want to remember their names. You've got to prepare yourself when you're going to be talking to clients to say, yeah, I'm not going to be distracted. I've got to, you know, get mm. this message across. Now, that's usually it's not a big deal because we, we would do it most of the time. But I think it's important that you drill that into your brain before you sit down with people. I mean, you can't necessarily do it in normal friend conversations, you know, having a beer with someone. You, you don't build yourself up before you go and have a beer, so I've got to remember everything they're talking yeah. about. But certainly if it's on a business point of view, it's bloody important. The, that the, the, that right. what, the, what we've put it in, into practice in, in our business mm-hmm. is when we have client meetings. Um, it used to be you'd have a client meeting and then they'd be finished and you'd have another client meeting. you go back to back to back to back. Yep. Um, and it's really hard to be present when you're walking out of one meeting talking to someone and then introducing us to someone else and walking in and talking about something different. So um, the system in our office is that once you've, you, there's got to be a minimum of half an hour between client meeting. If you're meeting yeah. clients face-to-face, there's a minimum half an hour so you can clean up and finish up what you've, or get out of your mind your discussion that you've had about the the previous client meeting. Get things down and get in notes, and then you can refocus on on the new client meeting. That's and it makes a huge difference. It's, that's something that we've implemented um, through there as as well. Um, the other thing, I went through a conference in uh, in the states. Where were we? In um, it's in Florida. And uh, anyway, I went to one of these sessions where they talk about whether you're a a day person or a night person. You know, so right. some people get up early in the morning yeah. or some people yeah. can stay up late at night. Most people, they say, uh, you know, people are more active earlier in the day as opposed to to later at, later yep. at night. And I'm certainly one of those. So for, for myself, by about, you know, 2 o'clock, the, the batteries are drained pretty much. <laughs> but you get me from 5.30 to, to 1 o'clock in the day and I'm jumping off the, the walls buzzing around but what this um, lady said is that if you're if you're having client meetings yeah then you should be having them in those times where you're you're really alert yep, yep. so um, I mean what I do now is most of my client meetings are before sort of two o'clock in the day or before one o'clock that's part possible. of your unique ability well, well I just get tired dad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know how to stay up and I go to bed early too the kids give it to me I'm in bed before them but yeah, so that, that's that's a little tip if you're a morning person, and and apparently eighty percent of people are, even though they may yeah. think they're not. The most yeah. pe- are most alert in the early um, earlier hours of the day until about lunchtime. Okay. So there's a little. Uh, yeah, no, it's good. Well, it's, it's something you, yeah, you've got to continue to think about. It's not, yeah, it's not once it's there, it just doesn't stick there. You've got to keep reminding yourself that I've got to be present. I've got to mm. listen. I've got to concentrate on. No, this is what's going to happen to me. I had a, a client, and it's not quite the same, but we, the, Dougie Walters was up speaking mm-hmm. and we'd organised a table it was to raise money for something, but we'd organised a table and I'd some clients to come along and uh, one of these guys said, oh, look, my dad's over for New Zealand and he's a great cricket football. Could I bring him along? I said, yeah, mate, yeah, no, that's fine, but bring him along. Okay, so I'd concentrated on the people who were there because there were, you know, Jason had a client and whatever, and I had to remember their names and think about all these other people so I wouldn't look like a dill. Anyway, David comes in with his uh, with his father, 
and I said, oh, I'll better, you know, sit down, better introduce him around. And I said, oh, fellas, um, this is a very good client of mine, um, David, um, David. <laughs> um, and I couldn't think of his bloody surname. And he said, Bob, I've only been a client of yours for 15 years. <laughs> I said, mate, sorry, boom, then it came to me. Yeah. Oh, how embarrassing is that? Yeah. I remembered all the other guys, Jason's <laughs> clients, so I couldn't remember my own mate. I forgot the name, name man. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, there's a, I've got a couple of little examples or, or stories. Um, I remember going to, when you go to events and when there's a, there's a lot of people and everyone's sort of saying, hello, how are you? You know, everyone's doing the nice <laughs> introduction thing. Yeah. I just reckon this is great. So, you know, you get the common question, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Good, thanks. And everyone's just saying, yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm good, thanks. Yeah. So I've sort of, I've gone to a couple now where instead of saying, how are you? I just say, hello. And quite, it's quite funny because quite often they've said, you've spoken to someone said, oh, how are you? They're going, good, thanks. Kept moving on. And I go, hello. They go, good, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it happens all the time. It cracks me up. Um, but then I've got a one more recent one, and this is sinking myself a little bit, but I thought I had to tell it because my wife it was at me. So we're driving, um, and there's another thing to do with mobile phones. So we're driving to pick up my daughter from work. She worked at one of the shopping centres, a big shopping centre in, in Cairns, and she was waiting to be picked up. And um, so I was driving. My wife was in the, the passenger seat, and then the phone rang. A mate rang on the phone, so hands-free, I wasn't doing anything illegal, so I started talking and being invested in that conversation that I, I missed the turn-off to go to the, the shopping centre, so okay. Lane's into me, he said, oh, I said, okay, yep, so I go around the roundabout, and then took the right turn-off, but then they missed the turn-off into the, the car park, <laughs> <laughs> so she's, she's into me, but I didn't want to sort of hang up on me, mate. So then I've gone the wrong way, through the car park and then I've taken a turn and gone underground but I wasn't meant to go underground it was like to go so then I've missed the underground exit to come back up twice all of this conversation then when I finally come up top I've done a full lap of the car park to get to my daughter hence being a hell of a lot late and then yeah copping it funny from that so I don't know yeah I don't know I was bit, I was trying to be present to the person on the phone well this comes back to this multitasking yeah blokes just yeah. can't do it I know, and maybe women can't either, but we're hopeless. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we say that, that's, and we say that because we're told that by, by our wives and true. female partners, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it's probably true. It certainly is with with Jill. She can do about four things at once, and yeah. I get a bit confused. You know, I'm doing something. She says, "Do something else," or ask me to do something else, and I thought, "Yeah, yeah," but. I forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> what have you done? Oh no, no, I meant to do that. Yeah. But, but but I think the important thing with this chapter, especially today's day and age, as as we said in the book, with the, all the distractions, is it's really something you got to work on. Yeah. yeah. And when you go into conversation, try and yeah concentrate to remind yourself to to be present because it is so easy, and we're used to being distracted. Yeah. And I think it's an important message though to pass on to your kids as well because mm. they have more devices and whatever oh they've got the devices now yeah. that we never had and that's I mean it's important to them to keep in touch with their mates and they do all that sort of stuff but they seem to you know, just spend some time on it they've got to be aware that when they have other people around that they should need to put the devices away and have a bit of a chat and if they want to talk to their mates they probably pick their device up and go into another yeah. room and have a bit of a crack there. 
So yeah, thanks for the tip. Be fully present is the tip. It's a good one. Tip number nine out of 40 in 40 lessons learned in 40 years of business. Um, yeah, 38 to go now of these, these tips. But we said we'd have a question. So the question is for the listeners, what book written by Mitch Albon um, is mentioned in the chap is mentioned in the chapter of uh, sorry, I balls that all up. <laughs> Mitch Albon wrote the what book that we've mentioned in the in the in the chapter. Um, do yourself a favour, every said go go and read it. Um, I won't mention it or give the give it away. Obviously, please head to the Wealth Radar Facebook page. Let us know your thoughts on today's chat. Um, suggest some topics if you have any. Uh, leave your answer obviously to to the to the question we have, and we'll send out a book. Please like the page and uh, don't miss our next episode. Thanks again for listening. Thank you, Dad. Cheers, mate. This podcast is for informational purposes only and the information contained is of a general nature and may not be relevant to your particular circumstances. The circumstances of each investor are different and you should seek advice from a professional financial advisor who can consider if particular strategies and products are right for you. In all instances where information is based on historical performance, it is important to understand this is not a reliable indicator of future performance. You should not rely on any material on this podcast to make investment decisions and should seek professional advice.